The Pelicans don't fully control their own destiny, so who do we need to root against for the Pelicans to make the playoffs or even get a higher seat? How should or would the team replace Jonas Valanciunas? And believe it or not, I'm actually going to talk about Jordan Crawford in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, big game day for the Pelicans, taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. I'll give you a quick Brandon Ingram update here in just a second. We've got a pretty packed show taking your questions off of Twitter, plus one of the more ridiculous things I've heard in a while, and I just want to talk about it on here with y'all. So we're going to look at the standings. Who do the Pelicans need to watch out for? What's the plan for Jonas Valanciunas after the season? And yeah, Jordan freaking instant grits Crawford um, for some some reason, which is kind of fun and funny. It makes me laugh. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all completely free. No one else coming to you like this. Breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And if you want to support the channel, number one thing you can do, comment down below on YouTube. YouTube. In today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans, get this, brought to you by Ibotta. Ibotta gets, gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app today. So let's get into your questions. We had some time in today's show. Oh, Brandon Ingram update first. He's listed as questionable for this game against the Lakers. It's a must win. You know, these next five, as I said in yesterday's show, are going to make or break the team season. If they can go 5-0, and oh, two thumbs up, and they're going to be in a very good spot. If they go 4-1, and one, that's not as good as 5-0, and oh, but win against the Lakers, and that's significantly going to help you. That's the one they, they really need to get this one. Brandon Ingram, questionable, is probably going to give it a go before shoot-around. We'll see. He still had some swelling as of Sunday, a little bit of stiffness, a little bit of pain. He's been going through warm-ups. He's been landing on his feet well. If you're watching him in those warm-ups, you know, I'd say I think he should play, but... I'm not, I'm not an expert on this one very clearly. So we'll find out and we'll talk about it in tomorrow's episode. So today, let's go right into the things that you want to hear. This one comes from at Yo French Bread, TD's Flyer Miles. That's a good one. Based off the remaining schedule, what teams should the Pelicans worry about uh, for their chances of becoming a sixth seed or not making the play in at all since the sixth through 13th seed is separated by just three games? It's tight. It is tight in the Western Conference from the middle of the pack on up. The Golden State Warriors are the sixth seed, 35 and 33. The Portland Trailblazers are 31 and 37, so they're four games back right now, three and a half games back. It's it's jumbled up there. The Pelicans sit in 12th as I'm recording this currently. Lakers in 11th, OKC at 10th, and then Utah at 9, Dallas at 8, and Minnesota at 7. Both those teams, Dallas and Minnesota, are 34 and 34. So let's focus on the play-in tournament first. Top 10 teams get in, so the Pelicans need to get into that top 10. They're currently on the <clears throat> outside looking in. 
When you look at the teams kind of around them there, going from nine on down, let's say, teams that maybe might give up. Portland, I think, is done for the year. They're 31-37, just got smoked by New Orleans. I don't think you need to worry about them trying to win games. I think they're trying to see if they can maybe get into like the top seven, top six of the draft and pray for some lottery luck. They look like they're going to start tanking and packing things in. You have the Lakers that are going to keep competing. And New Orleans is between those two teams. So if you beat this, the Lakers in this one, that's going to give you a really good chance of improving your standings. The Lakers have the easiest strength of schedule remaining. They do have two games against the Suns, one against the Clippers, one against the Mavs who are going to be competing, and Minnesota. But those are two, the two latter teams there are kind of mid-ish teams at best. And they have two games against the Rockets, two games against the Bulls, and a game against Orlando, which is maybe not as easy as we once thought, and two games against the Utah Jazz. We'll get to the Jazz in a second here. So they have a pretty easy route to go. They're playing better since they made those moves at the NBA trade deadline. So above the Lakers, you have Oklahoma City in 10th. And this is a team that I think could go either way. I actually was just on Locked On NBA saying they they should try and compete and they should try and get into the playing tournament and let Shea Gilgis-Alexander play meaningful basketball games. They're really fun to watch, actually. They're really easy to root for. That's a team that I would like to see kind of do their thing in the postseason. I don't know if Sam Presti, their GM, is going to do that, but I really hope so because... I don't know. They're just kind of fun. I enjoy watching them. I watch them on League Pass a whole bunch. So I wouldn't hate to see them really kind of go for it. And I think at a certain point, they know they're getting Chet Holmgren back next year. You already have a superstar, a guy that's going to maybe be first team all NBA in Shea Gilgis Alexander. You know, Wemby or Scoot might be nice, but I think they have their core going forward, plus a lot of draft picks to make a move for any other player that they could go out and get. So I think they're going to push. I don't think they're going to tank. Presti might. They shouldn't. But I do think there's there's reasons for them to really compete. So I'm going to put them in the running there too. So that's still kind of leaving the Pelicans maybe one slot out here. You have Utah at nine. I think this is a team that could start to pack it in and tank. Their timeline is just not this year after the moves that got rid of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. They also have the toughest strength of schedule left. They have games against the Bucs, two games against the Celtics, a game against Denver, two against the Kings, one against the Phoenix Suns. Their easiest games are three between the Oklahoma, one against the Oklahoma City Thunder and two against the Lakers. Those are teams that are trying to compete. They really only have two easy games left, the Portland Trailblazers and the San Antonio Spurs. I think you're going to see the Utah Jazz really, really fade at a certain point in time. So that opens a spot up for New Orleans, but still leaves them one out. Dallas, I don't see falling out entirely of the postseason, even if they still remain in the play-in tournament. Same for Minnesota. So it basically leaves New Orleans competing against Oklahoma City and the Lakers. Those are who they're going to be going against. The Lakers still without LeBron James for a little bit, but they're pulling off some wins and looking good. And it really might come down to, you know, is Shea Gilgis-Alexander just mysteriously shut down or not? But the Pelicans going on a five-game winning streak, having an easier schedule, and OKC's is pretty easy too. All of those teams kind of have an easy strength to schedule remaining. There's still a chance. The the uh, OKC Thunder have two games against the Suns, who just smoked them, two against the Clippers, one against the Golden State Warriors, and one against Memphis. All of those teams are going to be fighting for playoff 
seeding. New Orleans still has games against Memphis, the Kings, and Denver left, along with two against the Clippers and one against the Warriors. So it's still tough, too. But this stretch, this five-game stretch, is going to make or break the season. If they can do well in that, they're going to be at least well-positioned to make it in through the play-in tournament. But I think getting to the sixth seed, given some of those teams they're going to have to play, and we still don't know when Zion's going to come back, probably leaves them at best in the play-in tournament and at worst out of the postseason entirely. So those are the teams you're kind of rooting against for the next couple of weeks. So coming up next, let's take a look at Jonas Valanciunas. I've said a lot about him recently, and I don't think he's part of the Pelicans' future. I'll explain what they might be looking to do. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Ibotta. Groceries, school shopping, and getting a little something for yourself, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. And the average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover multiple shopping trips. You could use that for a nice dinner. The typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. Get earned two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta or even more depending on how much you use Ibotta. And they give you real cash back, not points that basically amount to nothing. And you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the, uh, when using the app with promo code locked on when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play, download the free Ibotta app, and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I B O T T A, like on the Pelicans jersey patch, in the Google Play or App Store, and use promo code LOCKED. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team the good, the bad, and even answering your questions from Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, Shout out Jolvenile for sending me this slick shirt. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to like show it off on YouTube here. So I'm moving the mic for a second. You see it right there. That's the one that Brandon Ingram was wearing at the Rising Stars game when Jose Alvarado got MVP. It's also super soft. This is not one of those like crappy kind of giveaway t-shirts. So shout out to you, Jovenile. Thank you. Um, and you can get one of these yourself. Go just check out his Twitter account to learn a little bit more about all of that. It should just be at Jovenile. Is that what it is? I'm pulling it up, and of course, my computer wants to go slow. Yep, at Joel Venile, J-O-E-L-V-E-N-I-L-E. Thank you, dude. Okay, let's get into your Twitter questions here. And this one comes from at L Vessel, V-E-S-S-E-L. It just says Dizzle's his name. That's, that one's simple. Because would you, who would you look for? Would you look for a replacement for Jonas Valanciunas in free agency or draft based on the Pell's window here? This is a great question. This is a very, very good question, and I think a key one to the Pelicans offseason. I have said for a while now, I don't think Jonas Valanciunas is part of the Pelicans' future beyond this season. And it's not because he's not a good player. He has very, he's can very clearly go out and score, but it's two things. He doesn't fit what they want to do defensively. Just does not fit what they want to do defensively. And at times, he's been ki- killed the Pels out there on that side of the ball. At times, he's also been fine. 
but he's not a true rim protector or anything like that. You've also kind of seen him phased out offensively too. There have been some clear games where they should feed him more and play through him more, and they don't. So it just seems like not not part of the plan, just as simple as that. And so I think they're going to look to move on from that, from him because of that. And part of that is because, well, like his money. This is a guy that is making $14.7 million this year. Next year, in the final year of his deal, final year of the deal, he's making $15.435 million. For a guy that you're just not using or playing that much, that is a lot of money. He's playing, you know, six minutes fewer this year than last season. This is the fewest minutes he's had in, you know, a significant amount of time, it seems like. So paying that much for a guy that you just don't utilize that much just doesn't seem prudent given that, you know, part of bringing Josh Richardson in was one was for him, but also as a way to kind of dodge the tax and get under the tax next season. So committing that much to a big man that you don't really want to use, I don't think is great. And so that leads the question of, well, how do you fill that void? You know, I think there's two ways they could go about doing this. Maybe they try and re-sign Jackson Hayes. I don't think Jax is going to get close to the seven million. You know, he's making six point eight million dollars this year. I don't know if that's what his average is going to be. If you can get him for five million dollars, do you sign Jackson Hayes? Say four years, twenty million dollars, five a year. Let's call it easy here. Start him like you kind of did last year as a spot starter, you know, starter in name only, and then just basically play Larry Nance Jr. the majority of the time. Larry's going to earn a little over ten million dollars next season. You know, for those two. They're giving you the same kind of amount of production that JV gives you and they combine to equal his salary and it kind of takes up more minutes. So I think that could be a way that they go. Just re-sign Jackson Hayes, who we talked about in yesterday's show, is playing pretty well right now. I don't think he's a 35-minute-a-guy player, but little you know, little minutes here and there, I do think he could fit with Zion Williamson as that you know vertical spacing threat. So... When you look at it with that, yeah, I think you could just look internally and keep your own guy. Maybe that's going the free agency route if we're going by the question. The other way might be to, again, pick up someone who's just a starter and name only in free agency. I don't think it would be the draft. I think they really like playing Larry Nance Jr. out there and going small or maybe going with that small ball lineup we've seen with Herb Jones at the five. So they don't want you know that kind of traditional center. They want a switchier guy. But if you do need a traditional center, you know, someone I talked a lot about at the trade deadline was Mason Plumley, who was traded from Charlotte to the Clippers. He's making about $8 million this year. You could probably get him for $5 million next year. This is a guy who in 21 and a half minutes for the Clippers, 10 games, only four starts, is averaging nine points and 8.6 rebounds. For $5 million, if you get that kind of production from a guy, a starter to just kind of soak up those minutes, be a big body, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. He doesn't shoot threes. Kind of a same type of player as Jonas Valanciunas that can give you somewhat similar production for a fraction of the price. I think if you're looking for a Jonas Valanciunas replacement, it's probably in theory Larry Nance Jr. is the guy who's going to close games, play with the starters more. But if you need like a body like that that fills a similar player profile, you you do it for cheap. You don't do that for a lot of money. You know, it could be Billy Hernan Gomez just starts for you next year on his, you know, basically vet min deal and you play him, you know, seven minutes in the first half, seven minutes in the second half, and that's that. I just, I don't think that's who they want to do because of the defensive issues there. Mason Plumlee at least gives you a little bit more rim protection. Jax has done 
okay at that, to be honest. But I think that's kind of how you fill that role. I don't think you want to draft a center if you think the future of this team is kind of playing small and maybe Zion eventually, though probably not, could work out at center and that kind of fixes this problem a little bit too. You need a shooting big next year though, that's for sure. Um, So anything they do is just going to be a starter in name only and play like just not a lot of minutes. So don't spend a lot of money on that and try and, you know, do what you've got to do when it comes to the luxury tax, essentially. And I think that's probably the route that the Pelicans will go with something like that. So coming up next, this one's a little bit different. And this one comes from Andrew Lang at Andrew W. Lang. Thank you, dude, um, for talking to me about this the other day. Because I had no idea that Jordan Crawford has one of the most ridiculous quotes that you're ever going to hear. And I'll read it to you coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And tell you why what's relevant to the team because he's talking about Alvin Gentry and the Pelicans. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the stretch run of the NBA season. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes, drained. You can even do the same game parlay where you combine your, ch- your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. I had a five leg same game parlay that was like a f- three points from CJ McCollum away from hitting it would have been ten dollars to win a hundred and twenty three dollars and I was close I hit it almost entirely in the first half you can do all that man those things happen your ten dollar bet turns into big money Trey Murphy over on point score Trey Murphy over on threes made you can do it all over at FanDuel so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Now, for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Derek Carr, free agency, Pelicans, not Pelicans, Saints, losing some guys. Ross Jackson, making sense of everything, black and gold. Go give him your, make him your second listen today. So, this comes from at Andrew W. Lang. Thank you, dude. And he, he goes to me when I'm walking into the arena the other day, hey, you hear the thing about Jordan Crawford and what he said? And I was like, I haven't heard that. It's like the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. That's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. Oh boy, where to begin? He gave an interview to <laughs> basketballnews.com. And I actually really like the basketballnews.com site. I think they have some really great insight and really great analysis over there. And he gave... Just an insane thing. He's very clearly bitter. He is not in the NBA and thinks he was better than he was and feels almost like disrespected. So he said, where is it here? Um, When I was in New Orleans, we had Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, Rajon Rondo, Drew Holiday, Etwan Moore. We had a great team, a team that could compete with the Golden State Warriors, and Alvin Gentry was the coach. We had an advantage against them. We had an advantage against them 
Because we had a strong physical guys, big and small guards like Drew Holiday who could check a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry. So my thing was like, I wish the NBA would keep it basketball sometimes. You get these people in positions like Alvin Gentry who cares more about his position than actually the competition of basketball, trying to win this series that we in. So it was obviously a series that we could have won, but with him not using his whole roster and him just caring about, we don't have to win as long as I get another extension on my contract. I don't really care about winning. It's really doing a disservice to the whole state of Louisiana and the city of New Orleans. It's like, how about we try to win? And that would make the game better, honestly, and that'd be better business. I was with New Orleans and he didn't play me. I felt like it hurt the team because we needed guys that could compete on the scoring level of certain guys on the other team. So I just felt like it could be too much of people's egos getting in the way. Oh boy. So he's talking about the 2017-2018 playoffs. The Pelicans swept the Portland Trailblazers in the first round, then lost to the Golden State Warriors in five games in the Western Conference semifinals, the second round. This is the Kevin Durant Warriors with Steph Curry, with Clay Thompson, with a good Draymond Green, with a good Iguodala, all of those guys on that team. He was saying that he thought the Pelicans could win that series. I mean, I like that you care. But New Orleans did not do particularly well. The first game, they lost by 22 points. The next one was a five-point loss before the Pelicans won game three. Then the Warriors killed them in game four and beat them handily in game five. It was not a particularly close series, to be perfectly honest. But Jordan Crawford thinks New Orleans was done a disservice by him not playing. This is in a season where they picked him up in April, essentially. Start, he played two games early on in the year for New Orleans. They cut him, then they brought him back right before the postseason, where he played three games in April before going into the postseason. And during that time, wasn't particularly great. He averaged that season for New Orleans over five games, 6.6 points per game on 44% shooting from the field. I, I've t thought about doing a recurring segment on the show, a regular segment that's something called what the national media got wrong about the New Orleans Pelicans this week, where we find something that someone said and we just kind of like laugh about it and I explain why it's dumb. Might be a lot of work. I still might do this. And I was really thinking about introducing it with this segment because this is just ri ridiculous. That was a team where Anthony Davis was like already starting to mentally check out for next season, even though they swept the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. The reason if they were going to win that series was not because of Jordan Crawford. You got Anthony Davis, you got Drew Holiday, let alone DeMarcus Cousins didn't play in that because of the injury, right? And Miritich was on those teams too. That he is just like, no, 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 no. We would have won if it was because of me. And it's just, Wow. Wow, the inflated sense of self there, which, look, good for him for thinking he was that good that they could have won. You know, Gentry getting an extension, the best thing would be to keep win to win that series, right? Coach wants to be safe in his current job. Best thing you can do, probably win playoff series. It's just a wild thing to say that, you know, that team was like as good as they could be, I thought. And we thought they could be a jumping off point for next season. Didn't end up happening. Rondo left all of those things. You know, DeMarcus Cousins left too. But what a wild thing to say on a team that had Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, Miritich, Rondo, um, all kind of as big minute getters for your team. And Jordan Crawford, who played one game in that, uh, that series against the... Golden State Warriors, eight total minutes. To his credit, 
And we'll end here. To go six of seven in the eight minutes that he played, that's, you know, he shot 85.7% from the field and had 14 points in eight minutes. It's pretty good. Maybe, maybe he ended up actually being on to something, though. Don't think that would have changed that. Just what a wild thing to read. It's over at basketballnews.com. All right, enjoy the game tonight. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent because you deserve to live your best life. And the Chime Checking Account wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime Checking Account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at Chime.com slash Goals24. That's Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply.